From Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center in Vacaville, California. So deep joy, you know, listening to the lyrics and coming here to California and fitting in with the people or the pile and and there there is a joy in that. But all we need is for either one of these lovely people or maybe any one of us to get angry and get into a harumph and this energy of anger and resentment. That would ruin it all, right? Absolutely. So if we're going to be looking this year at the way of peace, this is 2020, folks. Everyone noticing? Okay. It's the second month. It's February. So we really have to pay attention. We're, we're delving into the way or the ways of peace and what that means, because that peace in our hearts allows for that joy. That peace allows us to be who we want to be. It allows us to soar. It is kind of at the core of everything that we want to do and be. And today what we're going to do is look at forgiveness and the teachings of Jesus, because Without forgiveness, there can be no peace. Because we get into harumphs all the time, don't we? I mean, is there anybody here who doesn't get into at least a harumph a day? <laughs> Seriously. There was this guy who cut me off on the freeway yesterday. And I know better than that. I mean, I know better. But, it, you know, there were a few moments, and then I, I had to release it. I had to forgive it. And if we don't, if we don't, then we're hurting ourselves. Because that peace is blocked, that joy is blocked. And of course, Jesus had that beautiful teaching in Matthew chapter 18, when Peter came to him and said, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? You know the one. Right? Everyone knows who that is, right? How many times do we have to forgive? Up to seven times. And Jesus said, I tell you not seven times, but 70 times seven times. And that's big stuff because that number seven in the Bible in, in the time of Jesus meant until completion. God created the entire universe. And what day was it complete? On the seventh day, right? That's when God got to rest. So that's what the number, it was a symbolic number. It meant until completion. So Peter's asking is, do I have to forgive until my forgiveness is complete? And how long does that take? It could be an instant, or it can be years and years and years. You, you know us, we, we are capable of carrying that stuff for so long, so very, very long. 
I got mad at myself when I was five years old when I forgot to take off my slippers and put on my shoes before going to kindergarten. I mean, I, when I looked down and I saw those pink fuzzy slippers, on, I got really mad at myself. And I only released it maybe 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> and I re- <laughs> Don't laugh at me. I bet each and every one of you has done the same thing. But it did come to completion, and I'm grateful for it, so now I can talk about it and we can all laugh. But So what does it mean to forgive? There's like so many ways to describe it and capture it. It is a releasing, first and foremost. And it's about us. It's not about the other guy. Always. That experience of forgiveness, when we forgive, we are the ones that benefit first and foremost. In fact, we're so much at the heart of this forgiveness process And I had so many people approach me over the past week who were mad at themselves about something that I thought that it would be best to focus on forgiving ourselves. You know, what does that mean? So when we look at all of this, think in terms of what does it mean to forgive myself, to ask for forgiveness, to be forgiven, To forgive means to harbor no judgment. So if any of you have ever judged yourself, you know that when you forgive yourself, that judgment falls away. It means letting yourself off the hook, because it doesn't feel good being on that hook. It means feeling no anger toward yourself, like I no longer am angry at myself about those pink fuzzy slippers, but I spent years, every time I think of it, my stomach would tighten up and I'd get that sick feeling inside and on and on for years. It means feeling no anger, it means going easy on ourselves. And it means seeing ourselves as good. You know how we say in the beginning of the service, I am a beautiful child of God, perfect in every way. Mike Gomez told me that when Adele, before Edie was around, Adele would go to the mirror in the mornings and say, I am a beautiful child of God. How many of us do that when we first look in the mirror? Right. (laughs) To see ourselves as good, to see ourselves as that Christ's light. That's what it means to forgive. And it's a shift. And when, when we're angry with someone else, there's that sense of separation from the other person. There's almost an energy that cannot be crossed. We cannot connect. We cannot feel one with that person while we're angry with them. When we're angry with ourselves, it's like we're divided against ourselves. There's the part that's judging and condemning and berating and beating up on, and then there's that other part of me that's at the receiving end of all of that, right? 
that's feeling small and horrible and shriveling into a, a very small version of myself. So that forgiveness process, just like between two people, when we forgive ourselves, it allows us to feel whole inside. It allows us to feel good about ourselves. It allows that sense of being unanimous within instead of split and torn. So forgiving is a huge gift that we give and when we give it to ourselves, that's the most profound gift that we give. You know, Jesus taught us to forgive and he showed us examples of forgiveness. He forgave when he was on the cross, even in the worst situation. He forgave the soldiers that came to arrest him. He forgave Peter for denying him. You know, the story doesn't include the month that they weren't talking to each other, right? He, there was that forgiveness that was his way of being with those around him. But there's really not a list of steps to follow in our scriptures. Step one, step two, step three for forgiveness. Just this forgive. So when we look at how do we do this, sometimes we rely on teachings from other spiritual traditions. We can pull on teachings from psychology. And there's a lot of overlap. First, we have to choose to forgive. We have to make that decision that it is my choice in this circumstance to forgive, whether it's someone else or ourselves. And maybe that choice needs to be even more conscious when we're forgiving ourselves. You know, because that default of self-criticism and condemnation can be so automatic that that conscious choice is important. I don't know if any of you have ever experienced making that decision to forgive and really wanting to forgive and then kind of nothing happens. You know, like that anger or that resentment or that condemnation still stays. Some things are harder to forgive than others. And so when we hit up against those things that feel difficult to forgive, what we can do is simply be willing to forgive, to be very clear about that willingness, to put that willingness on the table. Of course, in Miracle tells us when we are willing, and that's all we have to offer, that God steps in and does the rest. That divine presence within us carries it out, carries it through. It is not I, but the Christ within that is doing the work in those moments. So when it feels hard to forgive, the willingness is enough. Just keep putting the willingness out there. We need to honor ourselves when we forgive because sometimes it is difficult. Those times when that forgiveness doesn't come easily, we need to honor that because the alternative is to start beating up on ourselves for not forgiving instantly, right? 
well, why aren't you able to forgive? You're supposed to be such a spiritual person, and here you are struggling to... I'm getting some head nods, so the, uh, I'm playing other people's tapes. Right. <laughs> yeah. So a big part of this process is honoring whatever is coming up. If it's difficult, it's difficult. You honor the fact that you put out this willingness, and it's difficult. That it is a challenge for you. And just keep putting out the willingness and honor yourself. Because if you use that as an excuse to condemn yourself, then you're doing the opposite of forgiving, right? Practice. Forgiveness takes practice. That's what Jesus was saying. Seventy times seven. You might forgive, and you might want to forgive this much, and maybe you're only forgiving this much to start with. Practice. Do it again. Another time it might be this much. Or you might slip back and it becomes this much. Honor yourself. Do not condemn. And do it again. Practice. 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 I want to share two practices that have helped me over the course of my life. One is taught by, again, my favorite Buddhist teacher, Jack Kornfield, who reminds us that forgiveness is a process. It's oftentimes not a single act. It can be. We can decide to forgive and put that out there and feel the full release of forgiveness, and we can be finished. That is absolutely possible. But that's not the usual way it happens. So it is a process, not a single act. Again, he's right aligned with Jesus when Jesus said, you're going to have to do it 70 times 7 times. And when he teaches, he has 12 different steps you have to do. And I, I just wanted to pull a few of them. You have to recognize, step one is to recognize the suffering that unforgiveness brings. And this is true whether we're not forgiving another person or we're not forgiving ourselves. When we're in that state of condemning ourselves and unable to forgive ourselves, it feels horrible. It feels absolutely horrible. I, when I'm doing that, I don't even like living with myself in those moments. You know, if I could leave, shut the door, and leave myself behind, I would, right? So we recognize the suffering that unforgiveness causes. And the second is my favorite. We have to realize that we do not have to be loyal to our suffering. Does everyone get what that is? Have you ever heard anybody say that they're angry about something, well, me with my slippers all those years? Or other people saying, well, I'm never going to forgive that because that was wrong. That wasn't right. So that's loyalty to the suffering. 
because I said it, I have to be loyal to it. Because I got angry and I shut the door, there's the sense that I need to stand firm and be loyal to that. And we don't. We can change our minds. We can open those doors back up. We can allow our hearts to soften and to open. And we can forgive. Again, whether it's someone else or ourselves. I'll never forgive myself because I ruined my whole life when I did that. Actually, the anger that is carried year after year after year is what's ruining your life, not whatever happened in the past. And then the third thing that Jack Cornfield recommends is when we decide to let go of our suffering through forgiveness, to begin with the easiest thing that can open our heart. So if we start on a path to forgiveness, we don't choose the huge trauma that gave us PTSD that went so deep. We start with the easy things. We start with the smaller things because that practice helps us learn how to do this forgiveness work. So I really liked those three, and I wanted to share them. There's another practice, a forgiveness practice, that I learned when I was at Unity Village. And in fact, at the Institute, people were doing it. And it's silent unity, and I'm probably giving away a secret I shouldn't give away. But there were prayer chaplains, after they took their prayer calls and prayed with people, that they would use this practice and offer it to the person that they spoke with. And it's called Ho'oponopono, okay? And it, it is a Hawaiian, it's an ancient Hawaiian spiritual forgiveness practice. And there's, there's a lot more to it, but at the heart of it, it is a practice of praying or repeating a mantra with the intention of forgiveness. And miraculous things are known to happen. You know, this is worth a few talks in and of itself. But the mantra goes like this. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And sometimes there is confusion and disagreement about the order of the words that you say. And when I first heard it, it was this. I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. So they're actually in order. It's just when I first learned it, the I love you came first. But when you repeat it as a mantra, it really doesn't matter because those sayings loop. When I'm trying to forgive myself, and it's not easy, this really, really works well for me. And last week, right before the service, I injured my knee. And my default was to be angry with myself for what I did to injure it, 
to be angry at my knee for not working the way it's supposed to be working, angry at the pain that was coming up. And then I remembered this. And when I looked at it, I started saying that to my knee, to my body, to myself, forgiving myself for the way I reacted with condemnation. And it hit me, this is what Myrtle did. Slightly different words, but she would go apart, go into her room, and she would tell her body that she loved it. And she would send love to all of the parts of her body. And she would say, I am so sorry for ever calling you sickly, for ever seeing you less than whole, less than perfect. I mean, this is an ancient Hawaiian tradition, and our Myrtle, our co-founder, was using something very parallel. So I'd like each of you right now to, to pick something, a simple thing, not something that you've been carrying for 25 years. Pick something simple where you maybe have a slight sense of condemnation or irritation with yourself whether it's a physical symptom that's bugging you or some inner conflict that's bugging you or a frustration that you can't quite release. And hold that in mind. If you'd like, you can close your eyes for a few minutes. And then I'm going to read these and then the next go around, same with me. So holding whatever it is that you're at odds with within yourself and then listen to the words, I love you, I am sorry, please forgive me, thank you. Together, I love you, I am sorry, please forgive me, thank you. I love you, I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. One more time. I love you. I am sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Sometimes just a few repetitions is all I need to feel a shift, to feel a release, to feel myself once more directing love toward myself instead of condemnation. How many people could feel a difference? Yeah. Okay. If this is not your practice, that's fine. It's just one of many practices for forgiveness. Whichever practice we adopt, you know, it, it, that's not the point, but the point is, the issue is, we must forgive 70 times 7 times. We must forgive until the forgiveness is complete and then do it 70 more times. Right? So bottom line, there is no peace without forgiveness. Namaste. Thank you for listening to Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center. Our services are every Sunday, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock 
at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. You can support our podcast by making a donation at www.unityvacaville.org.